You are listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 134, sponsored by Jim Hanley's Universe, In Stock Trades, and Netflix. Welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast. It's episode 134. My name is Connor. I'm here with Ron. Hello. And Josh. Hello. And we are iFanboy. We like comics. We read comics. Every week we read a bunch of comics, and one of us picks the best one they read and writes about it and dubs it their pick of the week, and they write it on the website, and then we talk about it on the podcast here and other books of the week and topics of interest. So uh, before we get going, we'd like to remind everybody this is a review show. There will be spoilers. So if you email us complaining, we will dub those emails invalid. <laughs> and be careful. This du- week, Ron Ron had the pick. I dubbed the invalid. I dubbed you invalid. <laughs> Fourth use of dub. <laughs> so if you're counting at home, two minutes in, four dubs. <laughs> Ding. Dub, um, dub, dub, dub. <laughs> so, um, so the interesting thing about uh, some of these weekly comic books, which we never really step- got into with 52 or Countdown, was that um, if you really like an issue last week, there's a good chance you could pick it when it's your turn for the pick of the week. <laughs> that's true and that's, that's sort of what happened uh, this week with uh, with me and Amazing Spider-Man um, first off Amazing Spider-Man who knew 560's number yeah issue number 560 um, this is the second issue of a story arc uh, that is written by Dan Slott and the art by Marcos Martin and um, if you didn't listen to last week's uh, show um, well actually I should say if you listened to last week's show you can just skip ahead 10 minutes <laughs> um, no 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 um, but uh, if you didn't listen to the last week's show, you heard us talk about how um, uh, Josh, are you reading this, or is it just me? No. And Connor? Okay. So just me and Connor read issue five fifty nine last week, and we both were hanging out. And we looked at each other and we're like, "Was that really good?" And we're like, "Yeah, it really was." And yeah. a lot of it has to do uh, with the art of Marcus Martin. Um, but I don't want to diminish the work of Dan Slott on this uh, either. I what my what my take on this is that. And I wrote about this in the review on iFanboy.com is that a good creative team make good comics. It's a very simple – it's you know like kind of like Dale Eaglesham and Jeff Johns. We're going to talk about it a little bit on, Ju- on Justice Society. Good comics get made by good people and sometimes that magic kind of strikes. And I feel as if we've got that magic in the story arc um, in Amazing Spider-Man currently right now. Um, this issue, I don't know how long the story arc is. Um, I think it's three, like like all of them. Is it three? Oh, okay. I didn't know if there was a set number for the arcs. I thought there was like – well, 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 number one, we should point out that – uh, we, we've now gone off the rail now. Why have we gone off the rail? Well, because the next issue's not out for two weeks. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. So we've had our first our first um, bump in the road. Um, but that's not a delay, is it? Isn't it? No, they, they they've taken it. No, it's about three times they, a month. It, no, each arc each arc comes out consecutively, and there's a month off between arcs. Oh, he's right. Or there's a week off between arcs or something like that. I mean, a week yeah. off. A week yeah. off between arcs. It goes three issues of an arc. Week off. New arc. Three issues. Week off. New arc. Three issues. Three arc. Week off. The week oh, off is between arcs. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about it. I mean, like I, I've been referring to this as a pseudo weekly or a or a, right. or a sort of weekly. Um, right. So yeah, so so and that's what drove me crazy when I got to the end of this issue and I saw that the next issue wouldn't be for two weeks and I I, I literally wailed. Oh no! Um, but why this was so great was because 
this story arc, for some reason, just really feels right. It really feels like a Spider-Man story. And we, like I said, we talked about this a little bit last week. But Dan Slott, um, Dan Slott's telling a modern-day Peter Parker story that's believable. Um, we, we see a lot of kind of backroom dealings in this sh- issue between the new Daily Bugle or the DB um, owner and editor, uh, Dexter Bennett. Um, and apparently he is getting tip-offs about this actor, and then he's sending his photographers to where um, to where the actor will be to get good paparazzi pictures. That's that's very realistic. I oh, found that, totally. Yeah. And that's what happens all the time in media is that the uh, somebody within the actor's camp will tip off the media to where they'll be, and then they'll get a the kickback from the from the from the media people. So that yeah. that was very realistic. In terms yeah, of. totally. Um, and so yes, yeah, so Connor knows because he was in uh, you were in Brad Pitt's Entourage for a while, I, and then I went became a paparazzo after that. It was yeah, like, yeah. Connor I, was I a, sides. Connor was yeah. a badass paparazzo. You know, yeah, he was. Um, those Britney I had butted people. Those, those, he was in France in '98. Those Britney upskirts. That, that was Connor. That was his work. Hey. Anyway, hey. Um, so uh, shoe camp. <laughs> So um so yeah so so slots telling a really great story and um and I just like how I, I really like the one thing that struck me um was that I and I realized that about the since this brand new day story arc has started is that these stories are very much Spider-Man stories and they're very much New York stories New York is playing more of a role, I think, than it has in the past few years. They almost feel like they've. I realize that they've maybe been downloading the back the, the backdrop. Whereas now, I mean, like you know, I don't know if Marcus Martin. He must be using photo reference and stuff like that. But there are some shots where I'm like, that looks like the city. Like he's he, they're doing their homework, you know. Yep. And and um and so. But but still in his in his in his style, it's not realistic oh, like Alex Maleev style. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. And then um, you got a lot of great, you know, like J. Jonah Jameson and, and Harry Osborne interaction because apparently Harry is managing a coffee shop. Um, yeah. yeah, he owns that coffee I, shop. I, I know. Remember? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> um, I just thought it was funny. That's all. And um, and then it, it kind of culminates into this. Um, basically, the the actor that Peter's been taking uh, paparazzi pictures of. Um, uh, a, a weird woman who is very thin is killing the people who are causing the problems. You know, like Calista Flockhart. Yeah, it looks like Calista Flockhart. Um, and so you got that was mean. I'm sorry. That I was apologize. that was really mean. Inappropriate. Um, so you got you got Spider-Man kind of pulled in the case because what's happening is that he's taking pictures of this actor getting mad at people and you know beating them, and then they sue the guy and then they get killed. So Peter feels once again Peter feels responsible, and so he's trying to figure it out. And you get a great fight in the Museum of Modern Art. Very like that shot of Peter sitting on the wall drinking coffee, yep. staking out the MoMA. Like that's the that's the street MoMA's on. Like if you've never been to New York, that's what it looks like uh, in in, yep. a, in a cartoony kind of way. Um, and you don't need to go. Yeah, no, exactly. Please don't go. Too many people go there. Um, but anyway, um, um, and then a great uh, a great fight in the in amongst the modern art, which I thought was just such a interesting meta kind of you know like to have. All this modern art as the backdrop of this artist who's got a very modern yet kind of retro style. Like it was just it. It felt very like appropriate for that fight to be happening there. Um, Plus, it was a nice. It was a nice little nod in the Marvel universe in that like the Andy Warhol stuff was of like superheroes. Yeah, it was like Captain the, America. Yeah, the forehead of Captain America picture instead of Marilyn Monroe and the um. Yeah. Doctor, there's a Doctor Strange one in the background. It was very. It was very cool. Yeah, it was. It was really neat, and 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 I laughed at the metal banana. Uh, yeah. moment. That was funny. Um, but it just, like, this whole issue was just, it was a blast to read. And honestly, for the first time since I can remember, I, at the end of the issue, I was like, no, nah, no, I don't want to wait a, uh, two weeks. Well, it's weeks. a great cliffhanger, yeah. first of all. Well, yeah. Uh, the, and the, the spoiler of the cliffhanger is, is that, so basically the, the bounty now has been $2 million. Peter could get $2 million if he can get a picture of this actor and his mystery girlfriend. And the last page, we get revealed who the mystery girlfriend is. And I know we have the spoiler alert, but I don't know if I want to give it away. Um, 
Well, Mary I, Jane. I get yeah, it's Mary Jane. <laughs> um, I gave it away. Wow, the, I had to really think hard about that one. <laughs> but by I've the way, the book. By the way, how great of that last page was that, Connor? That was a really good page. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's he's just so good and yeah. and um, I will agree with you most mostly about this book. I think Slot is a little is like one or two degrees too jokey. Yeah. Um, I still think Zeb Wells has done the best job writing writing these books, but I think Slot's a very strong number two. Okay. Um, but overall, I think it's a really, really good book. I mean, it's this is this is one of the better arcs that they've had. Totally, totally. And um, the one, the, my one criticism about it, at least in comparison to Five Fifty Nine, was that Five Fifty Nine, when we talked about it last week, had had a couple of like knockout, really pushing the boundary layouts. Right. And this issue lacked that. There were there was two the, the two pages that stood out for me in this in this was the one I mentioned the MoMA page, um, and then there was actually dur- in, in the the during the fight there was a really cool page where the upper left hand corner two panels were the same panel, and like just the way he laid it out was was interesting. Like, a, but it didn't none of that like that amazing Spider Man walking panel from last week. Um, right. that didn't happen this week, but that's okay. You know, he's got to work with what he gets. So, um, he's, he's, he's learning about a monthly or a weekly book. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> it's, like, it's like he had, he had like three weeks to do or four weeks to do the whole thing and used up 75% of the time on the first issue. You wait to the next issue. It's just going to be horrid. <laughs> stick figures, just yeah. stick figures everywhere. Well, anyway, but I, I'm, I'm totally in love with Marcus Martin's art and, and it's great. And, and, and Spider-Man, I mean, and I, we meant, I meant again, as I mentioned in the review for years and years and years, we've said, if you want to read Spider-Man, read Ultimate. Uh, ultimate spider-man and that's always that always made me sad when we said that because i really want amazing spider-man to be the book and i don't know if it's there yet but they're, they're definitely i think i think the brand new day thing is working i think they're taking steps in the right direction so um no i, I think i think it's been great this is this is this is very good this issue yeah so i think and you can go get these that's the great thing with the weekly book is you can go to your store and you can probably i mean they'll both be there probably in the new the new comics rack yeah i mean and that's the thing is that like I mean, think about getting a week, uh, an almost weekly Spider-Man book. That's good. Like that's yeah. that, that's for a, for a superhero comic fan. That's like that's like you know candy. That's awesome. You know. You know what's yeah. funny is that I saw that I think this week the brand new day hardcover had come out, and I thought, God, are they going to put out hardcovers for all the books that come out weekly? Uh, the one you mean the one more day hardcover? I wasn't. No, wasn't it brand new? Yeah, day? it was. It was one more day. One more day. Yeah, one more day. They collected into a hardcover. That I don't think they've reprinted any of the brand new day stuff yet. But it had the same. It had that. Co- uh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. The logos, the logos are the same. It's just one and brand are different. They have the same the, logo. The, the shot wasn't it the Steve McNiven? Oh, uh, maybe, maybe it was. It could be. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, who knows? If anything, we've shown I, we don't know. Anything. Yeah, exactly. I, it was brand new day. I'm all. I'm, I'm almost because I was. I, I remarked on it. I thought, hey, yeah. that's odd. Well, I mean, you should start buying it that way then. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> you would really like this story arc. I don't know why you didn't. We go know what's going to happen. No, we don't. We have no it's idea what's going to be happen. disappointing. It's going to end up with Howard Mackey writing it, and then we'll all be sad again. Oh. No, the, uh, no. Stop. <laughs> don't be a downer. So, uh, it, it was really good, though. So, I, I, I mean, I, I, was, I was shocked that I, that I picked Amazing Spider-Man. I never thought that would happen. So. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. So, and I and I was funny because I was laughing because as I was doing my bu- my stack of books, I'm like, man, I always not pick Justice Society of America, and I always get yelled at. So, yell at me. Nah, nah. <laughs> Last month was more exciting. This yeah, is a little was... more of the same. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I didn't. Justice. And I'm not. The the other the other weakness of of Justice Society 15 uh, this week, I think, is that it wasn't entirely clear uh, what happened. 
A lot of action, a lot of action, a lot, a ton of action, and that's always fun. Like these, these, these read fun together like that, and there was lots of moments for characters and things like that. But it was a little more of the same. Nothing else happened except the giant gog head at the end, and for some reason, Sandman's not dead. But it's I thought not he was gog. dead. No, he wasn't. I knew he wasn't going to be because also because Jeff told us in New York that Sandman's going to be a big role in the next year. So it's like, oh, he, yeah. he spoiled it for me. But I thought it would be a new Sandman or something like that. Yeah. Um, and, but even like it gets to the point where you think he's all right. Well, he's going to kill this uh, uh, the one with the halo sword hand. The Roosevelt kid. The Roosevelt. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he didn't kill him. And I was just like, oh. And so I mean, no one died. It, yeah. No, nothing really happened except for a big statue stood up that we don't really know anything about. And there was a nice that's page. That's Gog. Yeah. Yeah. He, that's Gog. He ate. He ate of the other Gog. Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> I'm apparently not paying nearly enough attention. I, you know what I did like a lot? I liked at the end, and you see this, I think, sometimes in John's books, the coming this year. Oh, the, the, this oh, is the second. That's se- the most exciting page in comics. Yes, exactly. This oh, is the, it's awesome. It's the second time they've done it in Justice Society, because this is year number two, right? I mean, huh. and, uh, um, it, yeah, I, I, when I turned to that page, I giggled. So Yeah. Yeah. I want, it, it was, I, it I want to know who is dead, Dr. Midnight. <laughs> and Magog. Who's dead? Yeah, Magog, yeah. No. And all the Earth 2 people. Yep. Earth 2 Robin with that awesomely horrible costume. That, all those costumes are har- oh, so bad. But look at that art style in that panel. I love it. How giggly and happy those girls are. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're standing behind Dick Grayson. He's got a nice ass. He does, but it's covered by a big, big yellow cape. Yeah, well. so, all right. Well, I'm glad that I wasn't gonna be. I was afraid I'd be vilified for not picking. No, I mean it was it was good. It wasn't bad. It just was. It yeah. was not as good as last week, and it was very you know. There, there again, there were a lot of good moments. Like I liked, I like uh, Steel Commander Steel. Go, you know, like you know, <laughs> I like I like that moment or Citizen Steel, whatever his name is. You know, I mean, it's got to be tough to give all these characters their moment. You know, mm-hmm. um, the best the best part was Lightning Girl's battle cry of "I want to drive a car." <laughs> <laughs> or I did city and stuff. Yeah, that was cool. And then um, the the moment with the with the Thunderbolt and Our Man, mm-hmm. like I I love you see there's something about like uh, there's something about the Justice Society like I love the Thunderbolt, you know like I love that whole concept. He can't do anything unless the the guy tells him what to do. You know the guy with the pen. You know? He's a slave. Yeah, well, yeah, it's kind of okay then. This um, is funny. How, how many times? This it's funny because this is only 15 issues in. Yep. I feel like I've been reading this for a lot longer than 15 issues. It's so dense, that's why. It's yeah. just so yeah. much happening. This it. is like the first time Liberty Bells used the formula that I can remember. Well, she just recently got the power. She got it back. She that's didn't have right. it. right. It was an issue yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, there's 15 issues. I feel like a lot has happened, but there's been whole issues that were just dedicated to one person. And then there was a bunch of issues that were just that crossover with JLA. and like <laughs> It feels like a lot more. <laughs> it does. It really does. I'm tired out by thinking about this. <laughs> I, think a, I think a couple were double-sized, maybe. Uh, uh, so. Let's cross over with JLA now. Yeah. <laughs> so Justice League of America, number 21, um, it's got the sightings banner. What is this it? is the, the prelude to Final Crisis. Yes. This, and, uh, this issue, I felt, was really weird. This would have probably be my pick, probably. If I would have been now. Okay, so it opens up with a meeting between the Trinity, between Batman, Wonder Woman, and, and Superman. Did oh, you that think was fantastic? Did you think that was in character? Yes. Okay. All right. I don't know the characters I, well enough to, to say. I'm I'm know. dying to, for people to give them more personality. Yeah. Well, maybe you will do I, it. I just I'm I'm sick of robot Batman and robot Superman that have no personality to them. They need to have some personality, at least when they're around their friends. You know? Yeah. I love Batman holding his head when he thought that they were being stupid because yeah. <laughs> he would. This, con- this conversation for me got tense. I was like, oh. 
I was like, I'm glad I'm not in this room at this table. Jeez. <laughs> and I like the little moment of like how Batman's there's a page where it's um you see Batman's back to the to the to the reader and his cape yep. is half over the the the, the chair. Yeah. Just little little touches like that. I thought that was really interesting. I don't know. But um yeah, I just wasn't sure if they were totally in character, but if you say they are, then I believe you. No, I, I think I think they should I mean I think this should be the characterization. I don't like it when they don't have any personality, you know. They're they're boring that way. When people call them boring, that's because uh, they're written that way. You yeah. know. Yep. People are afraid to give Batman any kind of personality. They're afraid to give Superman any kind of personality. And um, and that I like it. I, Batman when he's with Superman and Wonder Woman should act differently than when he's with the whole Justice League. And he should act differently when he's with Robin and Alfred Nightwing. He does in the Batman books. They show him more relaxed with the the kids, and he should be almost the same way with Superman and Wonder Woman. I like that. Yeah. You know. Well, well. If any, if anything, I mean, this is this has got to be uh, not only a prelude to Final Crisis, but a prelude to the Trinity series. So maybe, hopefully, yeah. this is an idea of what you're going to get. So I would love it if the whole Trinity series was just them talking every around the table, uh, you know, about the day's events, current events, every week. <laughs> just them. Did you did you see Dancing with the Stars? It's like the McLaughlin <laughs> yeah. group. That Batman's like, oh, that David Ochoa kid got robbed. <laughs> oh, did you see that? And Bruce is like, uh, and Clark's like, uh, I kind of like, you know. I just want them to sit around a table and talk about other heroes. Yeah, like I love to hear their their opinions and things like that. So, but this was my first real exposure to Libra because I haven't read those old issues of Libra's in, and yeah. he seems pre- he seems pretty badass. And it, and there was a quite heavy foreshadowing on who's going to buy it in the first issue of Final Crisis in this issue. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, so. No, seriously, tell me about it. No. <laughs> it hasn't come out yet. I don't want to spoil people who haven't read them. Um, yeah. So my my one question though was the um towards the towards the end of the towards the end of the issue, there's a scene where Red Arrow and Hawkgirl and Firestorm are talking to Red Torn the disembodied Red Tornado Head. Yeah. Are they in the Hall of Justice? That's weird. Do you see? Do you I see? Do you see the background? Like the Hall of Justice is in Washington D.C., right? Yeah, maybe that's a very big painting. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Yeah. No, I don't know what that is. Okay. And do you, and my other thing about Libra gather the typical gathering all the superheroes in, in it. Lo- in it a, looks like they're in Smallville. It does. Right? Well, Smallville, you can see Metropolis in the distance. Yep. That's about how far Smallville was from Metropolis. Oh, that drove me crazy. I, I even emailed Mark for Hyden about that. Um, but anyway, um, um, but cool. to- towards the end when, um, when Libra is introducing the fat, um, revenge seeking fire guy, um, yep. would Luthor and Grodd just be like hanging out like this again? Grodd, Grodd, yes. Luthor, it's debatable. Yeah. He, he does join all these groups, though. He always He's Luther's a joiner. Luther's, Luther's a joiner. He really he is. is. A lead. He's, a manage, he's a managerial type. He yeah. thinks, well, I'll go in there and take over. And he does. Yeah, he goes in there and usurps power. He'll eventually come to blows with uh, Libra. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it's in the tradition of the of the Injustice Society and the Justice Gang and the uh, Legion of Supervillains, all that stuff. It's all very... So we're on the eve of a final crisis, Connor. It's next Wednesday. Um, yeah. How excited are you? pretty excited really? i'm pretty excited yeah i think it's gonna be fun yeah apparently it's it's the last one yeah it's we're done no more <laughs> close it up <laughs> i so don't believe that i'm also excited because i have pretty much kept myself in as much of a media blackout as humanly possible you know oh, I, the read, media blackout. I, I didn't buy the sketchbook i haven't been reading any of any further rumors you know i haven't been doing anything so i have no idea what to expect which is good i'm excited because i don't any, anything's possible 
a very if sil- you only uh, believe a very Silver Age esque romp through the DC universe is possible. <laughs> that would be not awesome. <laughs> um, so you yeah. hear my no. <laughs> so, you'd, you'd be like, is that the century? You know, Connor just read Final Crisis. So next week we could probably expect a lot of uh, juicy Final Crisis discussion. So um, I'm excited for that. Really, Captain yeah. America. Yeah. Throws his mighty shield at number thirty-eight. Well, I think we need to. I don't recall, and Connor, maybe you remember the 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 person who wrote in or called in with the theory. Um, but you know, slow right. slow clap for that guy. Seriously, yeah, yeah, he was really nailed. You know, go on record. It's recorded. Like how many? Like three, four episodes ago. Um, yeah, but he, he also emailed that a while before we played it too. Yeah, like, he did. He, yeah, he got, it, he got it a while ago. Yeah. So it. so so for those who didn't hear that episode, what happened? Actually, I think it was four months ago because issue thirty-four. He was emailing about um, Jesus Christ, wow, or thirty-five. I don't know. Whatever, he got it. Um, basically, it's revealed. Yeah, the, the clone was was the grand director, and um, yeah, that's also. If I could just point out, the the nomad costume is ridiculous. Uh, have you never seen that? I have, but I don't think I ever realized that it was an N. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. That's what made it so great. <laughs> just. This is the stupidest '70s costume of all time. <laughs> even the even the shirt was the end shape. Uh, that's what I mean. Yeah, hey, listen, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen that's when you go when you go when you're going with a theme, you got to stick with it. And then the other half of it is it's a mask, but the bottom of the mask is not connected to anything. Right. right. Yeah. That's <laughs> what it throws off. Like it's got it's got the the like the hole for the chest under it. It's just right. well, well, the, and the whole thing is, is that like is that really any worse than the um. Long-haired drifter with the Back to the Future two sunglasses. No, it's, it's better actually. I think. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. With a little wanted, baby dressed like Bucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, totally, I, yeah. To, I want to be completely clear here. I'm not complaining about this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what's, what's funny is I was realizing reading this issue um, is that Brubaker is given credit a lot for being a modern comic book writer. This mm-hmm. this shit is old as hell. Yeah. Old like school. the dialogue between Doctor Faustus. Yep. You know, just just like, but I suppose. But let's not forget, it'll be my work that makes it so. Like, yeah. this is just. I villain. thought the dialogue in this issue was a little bit uh, cheesier than normal. Yeah, who, I felt who, that. Who did he co-write it with? Left <laughs> that oh. he's not co-writing. Oh. Um, also, Arnim Zola, pretty throwy. Arnim Zola was awesome, by the way. I love Arnim Zola, and he downloaded himself. That was awesome. Just leave the body, then he's got a new one. You know, oh, it's great. I love Arnim Zola. Cylon. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually really, really liked the character uh, uh, stuff between uh, Bucky and uh, and Falcon, though. Yep. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. It was really nice, you know, like where he's like, it's not Steve, but he, you know, like the whole issue for me was worth it for those couple of pages, I thought. Yep. And there just for a, a minute, like, like dialogue, though, that were just like, mm. yeah, no, they're, they're, that's true. Absolutely. But uh, Bucky, Bucky's uh, got to learn to keep the mask on. Every page he's pulling the mask off. He learned it from Peter Parker. <laughs> it's hot. It's made of metal. Yeah. Shiny, shiny yeah. metal. It, it was, yeah, it was, a, it was a first. It was a prototype, so they didn't make it breathable enough. Right. <laughs> and he, he's been very busy, so he hasn't had a chance to talk to Tony about it, who, by the Jim way, has is possibly no on the phone. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, and by the way, I love the, um, I love the hard day at the office Red Skull. <laughs> I was just looking at that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
You know, with the sleeves rolled up on the desk, you know, all angry, this collar open. Like, you do not know the day I've had. It's just, <laughs> I've got to finish these reports. Middle management skull. <laughs> Smith and accounting's on my back for my expense reports. It's like. <laughs> my assistant is on her third day off with a cold. No one is that sick. <laughs> I think she's, I think she's skipping work. <laughs> Ever since she got married. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I I just, like, what's important, your kids or your job? <laughs> Anyways, what is it you need? <laughs> My space is under construction. I had to park up an F lot. <laughs> just. Hey, did you see the cafeteria raise prices again? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, Jim. You got that report for me? <laughs> you know, what I wouldn't give for a meeting to start on time around here. <laughs> Oh god! I don't have anything to actually say about the issue. We can do another five minutes on this. <laughs> oh, so we got the bosses it's, coming down to New York, and you know what that's like. It's, it's two days. It's literally only two panels. It's two panels. <laughs> comic genius. <laughs> uh, oh, Steve Efting, I love you. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it was uh, he was great. It was it was a, it was a marked difference. I mean, I yeah. you know. The other guys are good, but it's 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 different when he's drawing it. It's yeah. his book. Yeah, it's yeah. his book. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Oh, this is long form storytelling. This is like no shit. I realized deep. that this is issue thirty eight, and I was like, man. Yeah, we're we're going is... to at least fifty with this story. This is this is gonna be epic. This is gonna be epic. We're going another calendar year, another twelve issues. You get this. away with that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. I've got a five year plan. I just bought a house. <laughs> Skull, I've seen this month's numbers and they're not good. <laughs> they're not pretty. Listen, guys, what do I got to do to motivate you? <laughs> Listen, are we just working against an arbitrary date or is there actually something <laughs> happening on June 9th? <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Wouldn't you love to see middle management business Skull's Twitters? Oh, my God. <laughs> I should get that. I have a feeling they'd be a lot like Tom Cater's work Twitters. <laughs> oh man! Oh Jesus! Red Skull at work is so funny. That is possibly right. the funniest thing I've ever seen. All right, no, we're, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna take a station break now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jim Hanley's Universe, one of America's best and most progressive comic book stores. <laughs> Jim Hanley's Universe offers the best selection of comic titles, related merchandise from ma- mainstream to manga to minis. <laughs> Jim Hanley's Universe has it all. Jim Hanley's Universe is located opposite the Empire State Building in Midtown Manhattan at 325 New Dorp Lane in Staten Island. You can visit Jim Hanley's Universe on the web at jhuniverse.com and myspace.com slash Jim Hanley's Universe. Jim Hanley's Universe where art and literature meet. Is the server down again? What is IT doing down there? We're starting to build These our... These metrics are all wrong. We're starting to build our, uh, our uh, group cast sitcom. <laughs> With uh, with bad roommate Black Panther, middle management Red Skull. We've got one more who I can't recall. Yeah, we totally do. Oh man. Oh, oh god, I'm uh, cr- I'm crying. I'm crying. Uh, oh. The next book on our list, um it's, it's, I feel like to talk about would be like to t- go up to a nine year old, beat him up and take his lunch money. Well, I almost uh, feel like I don't I almost feel like we don't even on, need to talk. Here's the deal. Okay, Josh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I flip this thing open, and the first thing I see 
in the, in the, no, the first thing I see even in the summary. Yeah. When Mild Man had Robert Reynolds, and I thought, oh, Jesus, they're flogging this horse to death. Right, this and is the Mighty Avengers. Uh, I know. But here's the thing. Well, you know, but they don't know. Mighty Avengers number 14, Brian Bendis. Yeah, I'm sorry. And... I'm starting to think that Bendis is in on the joke. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, no, he's, clearly, he's clearly flaunting flaunting it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, this was the one where I was like, oh, he's he knows he's dumb. Yeah. Because <laughs> basically the scrolls are the ones like, no, this guy. Yeah. He's going to lose it. <laughs> I, I actually, because of that, I kind of enjoyed this issue. I love the idea that the scrolls get together <laughs> in some dark alley with one light bulb overhead. <laughs> and they're still in costume. Like, Electra is in costume. <laughs> And there's there's Hydra agents all around, yep. and Jarvis. Shield, is, wouldn't they just agents. like? Why don't they look like transients? Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> I was with you up until the exact replay from the scene from the from Secret Invasion two, and that's when I was like, forget this book. Which what scene mm. is that? Oh, well, there, yeah. They they did the exact replay of the Vision Void scene. I'm just like, ah, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, but I'm this one with... was better and made more sense. Yeah. No, it the was thing stupid. Was, it was sort of false. It was sort of false suspense because they just showed you part of it and then made you wait a week to understand it. But it made no sense before. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But there was a whole page of of um of Sentry crying in space. <laughs> a full page. Oh. Well, and, and now now the whole thing now this is the, I got into I got into a heated argument at the comic book store about this because my whole thing about it is that. For the past how many? What has it been? Seven years? We've had this the century shoved down our throat. Um, I hate the fact that they're saying that you know while we you know everyone forgot, but no, he's really been there all the whole time. And these flashbacks to the '60s and '70s and like where he's Reed Richards' best friend. I'm not buying it. It's being shoved down my throat. And the the point that someone made in the store though was that the the whole analysis that the scrolls do of the century is great because it gives it gives a lot of dimension to the character and like he's he, the character's so strong that even the scrolls are like listen we can't defeat this guy if he if he matches his potential so let's let 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 us let, let let the humans do their dirty work for us you know like he thought that that was a very interesting thing I would I could see that point if this if the century was like brand new but because the fact that I have such a bad taste in my mouth over it I just don't want anything to do with it. You know, so also I eventually they have to have him break loose. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. And do yeah. something. The other. Yeah. Because the if they is- just string this along forever, it's just going to get more and more ridiculous. And then, but the problem is, if he does break loose, then there's no story because you know he defeats whoever. I, I was. You know I mean, I was not excited to see that now he's the void. Like, uh, you know, I can give two craps. You know, like seriously. Isn't the no no? Isn't the scroll the void? No, he, they said that he is the void. He's the void. He came. He came back as the void. Well. Maybe that's bit, you know, at the least void is in his head. Yeah. I know, so, but it's, it's dumb. Yeah. It's dumb. Thing, what has to happen at the end here is that I mean, I, I, you know, from a structure standpoint, I think the sentry has to save the world. Which okay. means he's going to be the hero of this story or the cheerleader. We well, no, yeah. but like basically saying no one can beat us but him. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I mean by eventually they have to have that happen otherwise it's just it's, you know, I don't know. It takes away from making him a center point of the whole secret invasion thing. It does take away from it for me because it's then it's not an Avengers story. I'd rather have you know like you want Captain America to be no, the center point. Of the but whole Josh, thing. you don't understand. Oh, you don't understand. The Sentry's an Avenger. He's been there all along. Fucking yeah. bullshit. That's what it is. I'm yeah, sorry. I got, I got I got your million sons right here. All right, moving on. <laughs> um. So, oh, um, my books are a lot of order. Uh, Robin, uh, 174 was a gigantic retcon. <laughs> How big? <laughs> 
which is it was pretty, pretty big. big, and I I was pretty happy with it to be honest with you. Um, oh, you, Tim's had enough uh, yeah. sadness in his life. Why don't you take one of the dead people away out of the twelve? <laughs> Robin one seventy four um, harkens back to the war crimes uh, crossover from in the Batman books that was many years ago, and it was n- not very good. Uh, in that in that crossover, all the gangs of Gotham went to war, and and, and spoiler ended up spoiler was. Robin's girlfriend, and she was briefly also Robin. While when Tim quit, um, knocked she up, was, she was tortured and murdered by the um, Black Mask, and uh, she died. Leslie Tompkins, Batman's friend, Batman's doctor friend, let her die as a, as a as a lesson for Batman to learn about having these sidekicks. Where they uh, had to, where they had to fool the girl's mother. Yeah, that's so, a bit so far. Somebody has shown up in the spoiler costume in the last few months in Gotham. Um, and it, it was real today that it affects her Stephanie. She never actually died. They faked her death. She's been in hiding the whole time. It is, it is a textbook retcon, and uh, I liked it. I like retcons when I like them. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, I, thought the, I thought the cathartic page was great. Basically, when she reveals herself, there's like a beat, and then the next page is this full-page shot of Robin lifting her up and kissing her, and that was basically what I was looking for. You know, he's needed that release. But what about, you know what I mean? hey now, what about Zoanne? Uh, she was, you know, she wasn't really happy with him. That's true. She was always like, "Where? Why don't you love?" And now, so kicked her to the curb. We're done with that. Yeah, it was okay. No, it was, I thought it was good. I mean, I, I thought, I, th- I think Dixon really, really gets has handled his characters. And outside of the, um, he basically, he basically fixed everything. I mean, there's been a lot of criticism for DC because she was a Robin, mm-hmm. however briefly. And she had no memorial, and a lot of people took offense to that. They thought it was sexist on DC's part or whatever, that, that the girl Robin didn't get a memorial in the cave. And so there's a, there's a line in here about that, too. Mm. I mean, he, he basically covers all the bases with this issue. Where is it? It says, uh, now you know why there's no memorial in the cave. Which is basically directed not at Robin, but at the readers. Yeah. So I liked it. 174 was good. All right. Um, so Fantastic Four, number 557. Do you feel any better now? About what? Well, they put a time stamp on it. Sort no, of. no, I don't, I don't understand why. That's the thing. On the first page, in like small letters, it says, warning, read Mighty Avengers number 11 before you read this issue. And I was like, like what the fuck what the Mighty Avengers 11? Exactly. Like, and and I, re- I read the issue three times, and I see, other than one reference to, you know, both pro and anti-registration people are here to support you. I don't. That was see- an awful page. Oh, my God, yes. And then That was the cheesiest page I've maybe read in... And what's today. so funny is that like they didn't even do anything. So they so basically what happens is that the, the, the whole gist of this story arc apparently was that Reed's ex girlfriend shows up. Her, she's working on some project that launches this Captain America robot. The heroes get their butt kicked, and then all Reed does is put on a Mech Warrior costume and punches it and wins. And yeah, like, because he loved him, and the robot right. couldn't hurt him. You're right. And so then so then the so then the the old best friend tries to make her move on Reed. Reed says no, and then he goes to his anniversary dinner with Sue, which apparently is in the past. Which was awesome. Yeah, that was cool. It was cool, but I don't know how he tricked her to get her into the past. That was just kind he's of doctor. He's Doctor. Yeah, doctor. it was it was cool, but it seemed kind of weird. I don't know. I just felt I just thought I just felt like this wrapped up this story arc very very quickly and not very meaningfully. Um, the arc, the whole arc, was not about the robot. It was about yeah. It was about the relationship. Yeah, I know. All but, that stuff was happening in the background the whole time. Right, but the thing is, is that I felt as they if were, I felt as, as if they even were then it, about it. even then it moved a little too fast. No, but like, do you really? They were ta- They weren't even showing it. They were like, right. oh, "Cap robot did this." They weren't even showing it. No, I understand. I understand that. No, I understand that. What I'm saying is that, like, I, I would, I would have liked another issue. 
I guess that's all. That's I, all I'm saying. So you wouldn't have gotten any more. You just would have had to wait. And I you mean, would have had more fighting, but it, yeah. but it wasn't about the fighting. It was about the the, the the will. You know, is Reed really in love with Sue? Is should he be with this other woman? That was what the arc was about. The most interesting parts, I think, were those. No, no, I, I agree with that. I just even those I felt were hurried. I felt that I th- th- this book to me is is giving me a very hurry up kind of feel to it, and I don't know how, how I feel. That's how that's how Mark Miller and, and Brian Hitch yeah. work. Um, it's a fast forward, full speed ahead. But I got I got to give the credit that the last page was awesome. So yes, mm. yeah. So that's Boom. all. Okay, it's a GI Joe episode. <laughs> all act all the time. Go 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 go. Echo uh, number three from Terry Moore. I thought was the best one. Wow, I wasn't even I wasn't even going to talk about it because not because I thought it was bad or, or good. I just uh, I was just like okay, you know, like I just don't want to be hard. No, I think we're finally starting. We're finally starting to get some answers exactly. to what the hell's actually going on yeah. here because the first two issues I liked mostly for the art because I didn't feel there was much story happening. Yep, and it was sort of re- reinforcing my belief in reading indie books in the trade because you know there, there's no there's no impetus to get move stories along month to month because he can work at his own pace and he can work at a five, on a five year plan or whatever. Uh, but now in issue three, we finally figure out what's going on with the bomb, what's going on yep. with the metal stuff on the girl. Yep. We get some answers about that. I mean, this, there was actually some things where I started to, now I'm starting to connect with the story, you know, not, not just the art. So that's why I thought this was easily yeah. the best issue. Awesome. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. So it's, it's really still very odd for me to read this because I'm, I'm, in, my, in my head, I'm looking at Strangers in Paradise, but I'm not reading Strangers in Paradise. It's like a weird. You could, you could. It's on your shelf, right? <laughs> I could. No, I know I what you mean. I know what you mean. I mean, because it looks like it because it's his art. But um, I, yeah. I guess I can look past that. I mean, yeah, it's, it's good. So um, I love. Like I love. I love the bartender. The, bar, the bartender was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, but um, cool. <clears throat> All right, and um, Josh. Oh, I just wanted to bring up uh, the last issue of Hellblazer two forty three was my pick of the week, and and basically it was a two issue. Um, mini, and this actually would have been my pick again because it was just a, a fun uh, issue. The very last page, the last one, was John walking into a room at the Vatican. And he said, hello, Ellie. And since that time, I'd actually been reading some more Hellblazer, and I figured out that Ellie was a demon um, that John was sort of friends with. And I thought, well, at what point did he start fighting with her? Um, so basically, there's a big twist in this, and it's it's just another one of those tricky sort of things that that john has got you know john always knows what's going on at all times and 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 the trick for the writer of this book is to is to fool the person in the book but also fool the reader and think oh man has he got it is he going to get screwed now and 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 he did it again and this was just a really satisfying conclusion two issue arc if you picked up um uh, 243 based on my recommendation last time uh you, you make sure you finish it with 244 cool that's all so both of us would have gone with our uh, – my pick would have been JLA and I picked the last issue of JLA and you picked Hellblazer and it would have been the last issue of Hellblazer. I have to say, by the way, and I know we didn't even say it, but there is one page in this week's uh, scalp that was like the best page I've ever seen. Okay. Connor, do you know what I'm talking about? Whoa, way, to, way to hijack the show. I know. Yeah. I did. 30 seconds. <laughs> don't, don't be going off script. And now, now we're past 30 seconds, so. Yeah. <laughs> that's your fault it's the body bag page and if you read the issue you know what I'm talking about I was like oh ah, man yes, yes 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 that floored me that's all I wanted to say about that okay that was um, good so but if you, if you like scalped and you want to catch up you can pick up the trade at instocktrades.com um, if you head over to instocktrades.com you can save up to 37% off they've got free shipping on orders over $50 which is excellent when you're ordering um, big nice books like Hellboy Library Edition Volume 1 
Um, they've got over 5,400 trade paperbacks in stock and available. Uh, new releases come out every Wednesday, just like the comic stores, and orders usually ship within 48 hours. So if you head, head over to InStockTrades.com, you can pick up that Hellboy uh, Library Edition Volume 1 that I previously mentioned for 47% off, which is just insane. Just for one more week, though, right? Cause exactly. This is your month. last chance. Uh, come June 1st, the, the savings go away. Of course, they won't go away. It will be heavily discounted, <laughs> but it won't be as dramatic. So, um, so yeah, head over what to What does in-stock trades sell, exactly? They still... I don't understand from their URL what they sell. <laughs> so go there, oh, go there for all your trade paperbacks, essentials, hardcovers, um, whatever They've else. got a branding problem. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> They're not clearly named enough. <laughs> What's great is that they re- oh wait, anyway so <laughs> yeah in stock trades okay cool so um last couple of weeks we've been traveling life's been difficult um life <laughs> oh it hasn't been difficult stop life- it we shot a fucking okay. mini in the pool <laughs> life is always difficult but um we were this we- guy wasn't holding the camera we were neglecting <laughs> we were neglecting cold in the pool. We were neglecting the um, the voicemails, so we're giving you a bevy of voicemails. And what better way to start that with our old friend? Iron Man movie was not better than Batman Begins. Batman Begins is the best comic book movie ever. Better than the crappy Spider-Man 2. Better than Spider-Man 3. Transformers was still good, but Batman Begins was the best. Oh, Daryl, we miss you. It's good to, hear. <sighs> good to hear from him. So he's he's sticking with the party line. Wait, who said that it was better than Batman? Begins? I did. I did. I thought it was better than Batman Begins. I think Iron Man is now the the gold standard in comic book movie that you, that every other movie needs to beat. So has your opinion changed at all that it's been a few weeks since it's been out? No, not at all. I've seen it seven times since. Oh no, wow, pretty no, good. No, just kidding. No, um, no, it hasn't changed at all. I mean, I think it was it was it was, it was a movie that all the comic book movies made me wince a little and go, oh, it's a comic book movie. There's always something. Iron Man was flawless. Batman Begins. What about very, what about Batman Begins to... made you wince? Um, Katie Holmes. No, that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, uh, no, nothing. Batman Begins was very close. I mean, uh, and the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight could easily slide in and and take over Iron Man very quickly. So, um, what about Kate's Jarvis Wall unit? <laughs> yes. I, I like Jarvis Wall unit though. What <laughs> about um? What about X Men Three made you wince? Uh, so don't. Why do you got to go there? You know, you know what it does to me. You know, you know how I feel about that. Listen, let's look. Only agree. one of us owns the DVD here. <laughs> uh, Listen, ooh, not me. He's right about Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fantastic film. I, I think the time have shown us that you don't need a plot. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need Listen, anything. Uh, he was right about Spider-Man Three. I'll give him that. That was a piece of garbage. Okay. Well, well, this might be a good time to get our next voicemail, uh, which is about the, the, the next movie. Hey, this is Chris from Seattle. Just wanted to ask, is anybody else getting worried about Batman Begins? Or Batman Begins 2 or The Dark Knight or whatever the heck it's called? Every time I see a trailer for that thing, Batman or Bruce Wayne or whoever is standing out in the light, in the sunlight. He's either out in the middle of the day or in a brightly lit room. Batman, not supposed to be out in daylight. Not supposed to be in brightly lit rooms. Batman's supposed to be in the dark. Neil Adams had it right. Batman, in the dark. Anyway, hopefully the movie won't suck. Thanks, fanboys. Uh, you know, 
made Connor mad. It's not like it's not like Batman's a vampire where if he's in the middle of chasing someone, the sun starts to starts to well, rise. Hang, he goes, "Whoop! Hang sun's on coming now. up. Hang on now. Gotta I, go back to the cave." I remember distinctly that there were several years of a TV show where he was outside all the time. <laughs> I like the show, but let's not go down that, that dark road. Um, 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 no, I, I do remember watching the trailer and having the same thought, going, oh, Batman's outside. But the thing is, is that the trailer how, is, what, a minute 30? Right. The movie's, what, 90 minutes, two hours, two and a half hours these days, three hours? There are, there are plenty of instances. I mean, yeah, Neil Adams may have said that Batman works best in the daytime, but I mean the nighttime, but I mean, there's plenty of instances where he's – He's been out and about at night. I mean, and during the day, I'm so confused right now. Um, like, just like Chris was. Um, like every uh, every every single JLA adventure he's ever had. Yeah, and um, like I was just reading last night, Death of the Family again, and he's like running around the Middle East during the day in the freaking desert. Um, it's just you know, if the case calls for him to continue on in the, in the sun, he's going to continue on in the sun time. Well, you know what I mean? That's how it was. He's not going to stand by letting some people die because the sun's up. Is the movie going to suck? Is the movie going to suck? No. <laughs> is it going to be better than Iron Man? I don't know. Why does why do we have to draw the party lines? Why can't it be very good? Why can't the other movie be very why good? Why can't we all just get along? Oh, like people have to rank things. This must be better than that. That must suck. <laughs> it's not a binary system. You know there what? are gradations. There's a gray area. Whenever I hear the word suck now, I can only think of triple X zombies. <laughs> Let none suck. <laughs> All right. Well, if one thing comic fans like to do, they also like to uh, debate. And here's uh, somebody weighing in on our debate. Hey, this is Jeff from Texas. Uh, I'm loving the debate about the female shapeshifters or the shapeshifters in general and the, and the pregnancy. Here's one for you. Um, okay, I know Kitty Pride can can bring people with her when she phases through an object, but if she was pregnant, would she have to like constantly? Think. I know she has to like concentrate to bring people with her. If she faced through something, would she have to constantly think about the baby, or focus on that, or would it automatically come with her when she faced because it's, it's kind of a part of her, or would there just be like a, a horrible, horrible accident one time? Uh, all right, that's all I got. So I hope this doesn't keep you up at night because it's doing my head in. Creepy. <laughs> it's, it makes a very good point. She needs to be concentrating to stay phased. Her natural state is is phased. It's just to stay out of phase. I mean, she's like, probably pretty good at it, though. Yeah, I know, but I mean, uh, it's, it's unconscious. Either way, you know what? It's getting to be like slash fic. And <laughs> this, can we end this debate? <laughs> I think that closes it. That closes the door on it. <laughs> Yeah. Unless there's an actual shapeshifter out there who wants to join in. Other than that, we're done. <laughs> well, unfortunately, our next voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> this is my phone, Queens. A few things I have to say before my question. Ron, you need to drop Flash. It's just like the Nates. When it is bad, you just have to drop them. As for shapeshifters, if they have the power to change their bodies down to a cellular level... And it doesn't matter if it was male or female. They probably can't get themselves pregnant. Okay, um, and my question is, where's the 200 came out? They put Why the Last Man uh, number one as the uh, number one of 200 greatest comics since 1991. Do you guys agree? And which comic do you think should or shouldn't be on that list? There's a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> So, okay, let's systematically uh, – Ron is right. not going to drop the flash. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, it, was, it was really bad this week, though. 
Drop yeah. it. God damn it. You know what? Just let him. He he, he won't because we want him to. So it Don't doesn't matter. Don't talk about me like I'm not here. You barely are. You're reading the Flash. <laughs> oh, no, I hate this. How can I buy more? Okay, so, I'd like your newsletter. Uh, so <laughs> Please email me the HTML version. <laughs> um, so the shapeshifter debate um, again weighing oh, in on the, on, the, on the cellular level, but he we he, just closed this debate. <laughs> but he went somewhere weird with it. He said a shapeshifter couldn't get themselves pregnant. Nobody brought that up at all. No, but now I got oh why every time we turn a corner it gets worse. <laughs> All right, and so finally, um, he's referring to Wizard um, recently had their 200th issue, hoob, hoo-ha, and um, one of the articles was they had the top 200 comics of all time since they've been around, which is since 1991, and they had listed Why the Last Man as the number one issue. Is that a valid one, and what other comics do you think should be in the top 200 list? Dude, it's a one-hour show. <laughs> and we're already in, like, the 40s. <laughs> So wait, why the last man number one was the number one comic? Yeah, yep, it was since 1991. Yes, that's pretty close. Uh, I feel like it's a little self-serving. Do you have a better? Um, you feel like it's what? Like like oh look we're cool we picked why the last man you know like it was little... really good yeah that was a really good oh so you agree with wizard? I get wow I guess I do. Look <laughs> at that! There's a pig flying around outside. <laughs> wee, wee, wee. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm hard pressed to think of a single. Um, I mean, issue like if you was... want to think about things that like the, the things that stick out in my mind is, is is stuff that matters is like Ultimate Spider-Man one coming out but or that, or that first issue wasn't wasn't great. You know, issues one through seven. You mean? Daredevil Daredevil one by Kevin Smith. Uh, I think the last issue of Flash should have been number one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think of single issues. Honestly, Superman seven, uh, wait, action comic seven seventy five. Um, Spawn number ten. Which was that? Which one was that? That was the the the, the, the one with Cerebus and the, about creators' rights and that that beautiful. Remember the uh, it was part black and white. The cover was black yeah. and white. That, that's trying too hard. No, I don't think so. That was a really good. No, issue. That is trying way too hard. That's some shit. Oh, Spawn number ten with about creators' rights. At least, it was at least, why issue. the last man started off is is like a small thing and grew into this thing and was ultimately satisfying. And yeah, um, there was an issue of Operation Galactic Storm in the Avengers or something <laughs> that was really Quasar. I think it was really Spider Man unmasking. Oh wait, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, um, okay, on to our next voicemail. So you know what? You know what? The MySpace issue of Civil War Frontline. Yeah, nice. <laughs> that should have been number one. Every issue of Civil War Frontline. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, Next voicemail. Hey, fellas. In honor of Bron's birthday today, I was wondering um, what you guys thought about aging characters in comic books and whether it can be done well or whether characters should always be kept at a certain age. So happy birthday, Ron, and take it easy. Bye. Happy birthday, Ron. Thank you very much. Um, wait, wait a minute. My birthday was actually uh, earlier this month when we were in Seattle. Um, so this came in appropriately on my birthday. But um, because we haven't done voicemails in a while, we didn't do it. So thank you to whoever you were for the birthday wishes. Isn't it uh, creepy that people name. who don't leave their names call in on your exact birthday? Oh, that doesn't even start the level. It's not even like it's on the site. It, it was, it was, Someone had to work for that. It, it was, this, this is the first year of the true, um, oh, wow, a lot of people know it's my birthday. It's like, <laughs> damn you, Facebook. So, <laughs> but uh, no, thank you. Thank you to everybody who, who sent the well wishes on my birthday. I really appreciate it. It was really kind of overwhelming and kind of awesome. So I appreciate it. Um, but we need to answer a question about aging characters. Um, um, 
I don't think characters should ever be aged. Rogue should always. I'm be against 21. them. They should be yeah. sent off on ice floats. Yes. <laughs> it's tough because you know, like Peter, the Peter Parker debate. You know, is Peter Parker really in his late twenties or thirties or whatever? As he should be, or is he a teenager? They should do what is 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 best for the character. In some instances, it works really well. If you want to look at Dick Grayson, that's something that really worked well for the character. Uh, in others, it doesn't work really well. You know, like. I mean, you know, Kitty Pride. It, you know, some people might still want to have her as a teenager, but as a sort of young adult, it works very well. I think you can say probably a disconcerting number of people want her as a teenager. Um, That's the wrong <laughs> reason. Uh, I think. I think like, what Josh said is make her pregnant. It's oh, <laughs> correct. Is that, um, is that some characters need to age and some don't? Sort of elastic, you know. Like the older characters should stay the same age. Batman, Superman, like that. You know, Captain America shouldn't age, but like the sidekicks usually should age like you know all the teen titans Ollie. would are yeah they should all be older now um uh, like kitty pride all the all the young ca- characters usually should age a little bit but not too far yeah i mean you know, you know, i mean it's funny because like in marvel the the key to aging for year i mean um it, it probably until the late 90s was rogue rogue, rogue at 21 was the the guy to other characters in the Mar- at least in the x-men world um and it, it's interesting because now i don't know how old, how old she is you know like i don't know i i don't know what the the scale has been or what this the the scope has been so there yeah. is no aging yeah you know what it's whatever aging not aging older not older whatever works for the story yeah. And then let the fuzzy math in the middle speak just be. Well, if they didn't, if they didn't, if they explain it, then we wouldn't spend hours trying to figure it out. So, yeah. Or we like could just back. talk about Kitty Pride making herself pregnant. No, Kitty, that's. <laughs> well, here's how it happened, right? I made my made my uterine wall completely uh, feasible. All of your impressions now are becoming George W. Bush. They really are. Not it's only but surely they are. They really are. No, that was a completely different vocal. No, tone. it was not. <laughs> no, it was not. If only we were Bush recording is this. Much more specific, and I don't do him very often. No, you do. That's what she said. <laughs> All right, <laughs> our last voicemail in this voicemail Palooza. Yo, I fanboy. It's Sanchez. Listen, I've got a challenge for you guys. I want to talk about the Blue Beetle. Now, I know you guys. Uh, had no interest when I first started in the wake of Infinite Crisis, but uh, I think he's actually a really cool character, and he reminds me of Invincible, actually. It's not as good as Invincible, but uh, it's pretty close some days. It's pretty funny, and uh, it's kind of cool. Anyway, <clears throat> you know, just like Checkmate, it's gone, it's gone past 26 issues right now, and 27 is a jumping on point, so I challenge at least one of you, one, doesn't have to be all. Just one of you to pick up the next issue of Blue Beetle and see what you think of it. Because I think this character deserves more exposure. And uh, that's it. Later, guys. Here's the problem. Here's where you lost me. It's just like Invincible, but not as good as. Well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I hate to split hairs, but <laughs> I have heard. I have heard there have been several people in my comic store who have been reading the Blue Beetle, and they said that if you like, you know, it, it's 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 good. Basically, like, it's getting a lot of buzz. There was a yeah. thread on our forums about the Blue Beetle saying it was the best book that no one's reading, and everybody who posted it said agreed. Yeah, um, it's like it's kind of like the, the the DC heroes book that you want that you're not getting from other books. Um, I wouldn't pick up a random issue and buy it. If I check it out, I'll, pick, I'll buy the first trade and read that. Um, but I, I might because it is it is getting a lot of buzz. And I do kind of like him when he shows up in other books. He was good in Teen Titans and he was interesting and braver than bold. And they're they're really pushing him. He's on the promotional art for the new Batman cartoon. 
Oh wow! Yeah, so him and him and and Ollie and Batman, I think. So cool. Uh, I have heard a lot of good buzz. I'll think about it. I'm, I'm assuming this is going to fall to me. So yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to buy it. Challenge, Josh, challenge. Josh, Josh has categorically refused to, stop, to read any more comics, and uh, Ron doesn't care. So no, not at all. Now listen, unless somebody gets themselves pregnant, I'm not buying a new series. Yeah. Anyway, Josh, is this, is this your slow your slow descent into not reading any more books? Has it begun? Because I feel like I'm getting that vibe from you. It's it's 2004 all over again. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. What the heck? That's fine. <laughs> Whatever. You have a dog. That's I'm all you need. Read old books now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. So uh, that's the end of our voicemail palooza. We thank everybody who called in. Um, if you want to call and leave a voicemail, you can leave, uh, call us at one eight 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 fanboys. It's one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven. Or conversely, you can email us at contact at ifanboy dot com. And next week we will have the mix of email and voicemail that you're so used to and love. So, but, but until then. Uh, today I checked my mail and I had a beautiful red envelope in I there. got one too, too. It was No Country for Old Men. I was pretty oh. excited. I got it from Netflix. They've got over 90,000 titles and, of course, no late fees, which is why I kept that one disc of West Wing Season 6, Disc 2, for a really long time. Uh, and there's free shipping both ways. They got the Blu-ray titles. If you're into the high def, you want the 1080p. Uh, fast delivery. It takes about a day to go each way. Majority of the shipments go out that same day. Plans start from four ninety nine. You can get a free two week trial uh, if you go to www.netflix.com slash ifanboy. So please do. Awesome. So um, so want to update everybody on the fundraising effort for Dave uh, Percola, the uh, the owner and proprietor of uh, Apparitions Comics and Cards. Um, he's doing well. He's still um, in in, uh, in critical condition, but he's doing well. Um, but want to remind everybody that if you live in the Michigan area, go shop at Apparitions. The, um, they they've got a a, a a staff there keeping the store open while Dave is in the hospital. And the best thing you can do, in addition to donating on ifanboy.com, is to uh, is to go shop at the store. Um, so head over to ifanboy.com. Is red post at the top. You can get the address there, um, and then also uh, stay tuned because in June we, we're going to have the uh, charity auction. It's going to be rad. So uh, thank you, everybody who's helped up to now. Assuming that Lord. DC has to shut you down. Yeah, so, well, no, we're, 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 we're actually going to try to limit the DC stuff because of what happened with that auction, So, which is unfortunate because DC, you know, oh, well. Well, uh, not DC. It's DC time characters, Warner. yeah, it's time, and it's Time Warner, yeah. So Anyway. Uh, uh, ifanboy.com. <laughs> Did you Use just our make website? Up? <laughs> no, I was about. To, I was ready to go, and then you kept talking, and I yeah. didn't know. I wonder what that's like. <laughs> you just want me to go? I'll go. <laughs> Check out ifanboy.com every week for all the in-depth content. And I, I can't even. I hate, I hate him so much. Write. I can't even deal with the impression. Uh, don't get political on here. Even I don't do that. Uh, seriously, uh, uh, these three guys and the other folks are, are all – it's these three, us three. We're working our butts off uh, on all the stuff to put good stuff on iFanboy. So uh, get over there. Make sure you read it. Uh, if you just listen to the shows or watch them, uh, you're missing out on the, on the other half of the work that we do. Um, there's, there's good. We put up content every single day. Get over there. Talk about the stuff. Make the comments. Use the website. Use the the pull list features. Uh, you'll find it's very helpful in your life. Indeed. So yes. And what's also very helpful is ifanboy.com forward slash store, which is your entryway to Amazon.com to buy all your comics, video games, music, all that kind of stuff, and it helps ifanboy at it at, um, while you're doing it. So head over to ifanboy.com forward slash store. Every Saturday, we've got a full-length video show on revision3.com slash ifanboy and on ifanboy.com as well. It's a full-length comic book discussion show. And this past week, you saw us talk about all of the different crises throughout the history of the DCU leading up to Final Crisis this week. 
And next week we will be going into the deep dark uh, dwell a uh, hell of Sin City. Yes. Um. Here, here's some words I'm going to have for you. Dysart, uh, Didio, Troutman. Hmm? That was last week's minis. Next week minis. Uh. Um. Um. I'm forgetting. <laughs> Wizzywig. Wait. Wizzywig. Uh. Mystic. Uh, and as yet to be determined. <laughs> and, and then on Tuesday, there's, there's your books that we're excited about, so there was the pool. So what I'm saying is the iFanboy Mini could be any damned thing, and, and you've got a couple of minutes every day, so make sure that you check that out uh, every single weekday. We put a lot of love into those, and we love them very much. You should watch them. Yes, indeed. It's, ooh, there's a bug on my mic. <laughs> Did that damn mosquito? Yeah, I got it. Oh, God, I'm covered. Anyway, um, so uh, you can cover yourself from mosquitoes in the summer days with an iFanboy t-shirt. Um, go to jinx.com forward slash iFanboy. Buy the t-shirt. This is intern on the back, iFanboy on the front. You can uh, be our friend. And um, if you take a picture of yourself wearing the shirt, send it to jinx.com. They'll send you stickers and send it to us too because we like to watch. That was weird. <laughs> that was. <laughs> But not wrong. Uh, you can email those, those, those photos to contact at ifanboy.com uh, or leave us a voicemail, 888-FANBOY-326-2697. Any questions, comments, concerns, uh, minimum of voyeurism. If you want to get weird with Ron on the web uh, or any of us, you can uh, go to any of the social networks that we or ifanboy are part of. You can get to all those links at ifanboy.com slash about. is MySpace and Comic Space and Verb and Facebook and Twitter and, and all. The, it was weird. <laughs> and um, if you want to get a little weird in uh, iTunes, you can leave us a review for this show or our video show. Um, we're we're trying to get to 200 on the audio show. So if you haven't left a review, dive right in. We know there are literally thousands of you listening. So there should be thousands of iTunes reviews, please. Um, um, There's one of you downloading it <laughs> right thousands <now. laughs> of times, in which case, thank you, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and uh, don't forget the, to tell your friends. Tell them about the show. That's the best thing you can do. Spread, help spread the word, uh, the iFanboy gospel. We'd appreciate it. So, Here's the thing. Long-range voyeurism is expensive. <laughs> Uh, there's cameras. There's there's wireless equipment. There's there's a van you need to have be outside in the in the the receiver area. So uh, you can help us out with all that stuff by going to ifanboy.com/slash/donations. Click on the donate box. Um, throw some cash our way. We'd appreciate it. We would like a higher grade of camera. Our van is staffed by a guy named Frenchie. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's why you didn't think that I could roll with Moon Knight, but I can. Oh. Well done. That book has gotten no better judging by that preview in the Marvel books. No, not at all. Werewolf by Night. What doesn't help anybody? Please read me. Please, we have Werewolf by Night. All of the people who are reading in the 70s will care, right? Oops. Wah, wah, wah. Uh. <laughs> oh, God. So, all right. Well, so until next week, uh, I'm Ron. I'm watching. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I'm closing my windows. <laughs> no, don't. It's just getting good. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching.